For me, it started in 1999 at the age of eight. Britney's first big debut album came out and took the world by storm. As a young girl, I loved her, for owning her CDs to downloading her music. Into adulthood, Britney still put out music that I continue to love. Now in my 30s, I still play her music to get me going at the gym or just relive the good old days. Over the years, her life seemed to spiral and a media swarm was around her that couldn't seem to stop. Today, we'll be tackling the hashtag Free Britney movement and the current battle over her conservatorship. This is a difficult subject and has now been called a conspiracy by many. One thing I do know and will state is that from day one and at a very young age, the paparazzi and media were way too involved in Britney's life. So buckle up, take a seat, and listen on in because it's Britney, bitch, and shit's about to get real. I feel the only way we can really understand her life is to take it back over time from the beginning so you can fully see the media, lifestyle, and events that have not only contributed, but have been a huge factor to where Britney's life has gone. December 2nd, 1981, Britney Jean Spears came into the world. It seems as though she was born into show business. By age three, Britney started attending dance lessons. By age five, she had her first debut performance, singing at kindergarten graduation, along with dance and singing. Britney was also in gymnastics and voice lessons. Off the bat, you know, you can tell a kid that's kind of primed to go somewhere. Yeah. The parents had a plan. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, at three years old, sure, you might have fun doing those things, but I don't think my kids could consciously make a decision of, like, I want to do this at three. Yeah. It's usually yeah, that's pretty... the parents are kind of into it, and they want their kids to go to that kind of thing. Mom, Dad, I've decided. I mean, my, like, uh... my kids started t-ball at four, but that was, you know, my husband grew up playing ball, and that's what we, you know, sign them up, see if they like it kind of thing. But not many yeah. kids at three, four have a choice they just want to have fun i found that just an interesting thing like i said i'm kind of putting facts in here just to give everyone a story what kind of led up to everything yeah it's it's kind of like the uh pageant life is what it almost sounds like where you a little bit the parents are like dressing up their kids preparing them for pageants and it's not really about the kids at all it's just a social thing amongst the parents I think a huge downfall. A lot of parents, it's like you're projecting, you're living vicariously through your kids. You want them to have what you didn't have. and Yeah. And and maybe the parents started it out as maybe not, this is what we're going to do for a business, but maybe Brittany was dancing around the house and singing just in general and wanted to do it. But it sounds like they went high, hardcore. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Like I said, sure, gymnastics, dance, a lot of little girls do that. But, you know, for that busy of a schedule at a young age, it just seems like a lot. Mm -hmm. So. And it is. Her first big break was December 1992. Spears was cast in the Mickey Mouse Club until 1996 when the show was canceled. After the show, Britney returned back to Mississippi, attended school. Spears signed with Jive Records in 1997 at age 15. Then overnight, her career took off. After her second album came out, Oops, I Did It Again, it is really when life started to spiral for Britney. At this time, the media started to follow her heavily in 2000 when she started dating NSYNC member Justin Timberlake. 
having two huge music sensations together, the up-and-coming Britney Spears and the boy band sensation like Timberlake was just something the media couldn't stay away from. Rumors of cheating came to play with their breakup, and that's just something I find interesting off the bat. So Yeah, yeah and they were in the Mickey Mouse Club together, right? They were. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. they been around each other for a long time. I remember when they first got together, it almost sounded like a Hollywood type relationship put together to promote both singers more than to have a healthy relationship. It, yeah. was, it was good for business. Well, and I feel like the image Britney now gets is people thinks, you know, she's the, the glamour, the life she lived, you know, the, when she first started at like around, she was just this girl from Mississippi, you know, joining the Mickey Mouse Club, you know, dream yeah. come true. And uh, then she's dating, you know, the big boy band boy, and they seem like America's couple. But at that time, I just felt like the media was so immersed in it. And maybe their relationship would have gone different had they ha not had that following the attention. Yeah. Well, what about the, you know, sexualization of a 15 year old girl, 16 year old, whatever she was when Oops, I Did It Again came out? Um, I feel like that's a strong, and I remember as a kid, like hearing it and being like, dang, but as a kid, you're like, yeah, this is risky. I guess we're risky kids, aren't we? No, like you're not like you're super immature. You don't need to be hearing stuff like that at that age. Like that's, she did get a lot of backlash over being sexualized and that cause she did, she did pull a young age group. I mean, like mm -hmm. I said, I was eight when I started listening Yeah, and I'm even just her baby one more time, you know, in the little schoolgirl outfit and all the guys kind of fantasy It takes place in a school, yeah. you know, so she did have that. But I mean, look at big Madonna share. They're not yeah. getting taken apart because of it. It was normal for them, but they were women where she falls in that, you know, she was a young impressionable girl. Yeah. Well, I also think some of it's the whole Disney child star thing too. I mean, yeah. when you get a Disney child, a child star there's a certain purity that's put upon them that's maybe not fair yeah and i think especially around the time she came out there were a lot of issues with child stars in disney well, look and, at miley cyrus not long after yeah you know, same and, thing and i think just about everybody that came out around that time mm -hmm. from disney had different issues i think disney's better at identifying oh, it Lindsay now lohan hillary yeah. duff i yeah. mean a lot of girls that came out of that you know mm -hmm. but it's because they were you know seen from a young age and impressionable and they had their young group and when they became you know adults it was like oh how dare they you know well i, th be I a think a grown adult and do that yeah it seems to me like especially disney but other shows or or projects that deal with a lot of child stars are actually focused more on their mental health now mm -hmm. than they used to be and it's not maybe because they want to because that's spending a lot of money but because they got enough flack after a lot of people saw what happened to like Britney Spears and others, yeah, that if you're going to put these kids in this position, you better provide some mental health because they're too young to deal with the repercussions of stardom sometimes, especially at that level, the level Britney was. I mean, was she even an adult when they started talking about, does she have breast implants or whatever? I mean, probably not, no. You know, and which <clears throat> is ridiculous to think about for yeah. anybody, really. I mean, any star, yeah. who cares? You yeah, know, it's... but why are we focusing on that kind of stuff when it comes to? a woman in uh you know entertainment and that was a lot of like there was like that interview or whatever with that old creepy dude well she comes out and sits down and he's like let's talk about your breasts and and she's like, like what, what about them like <laughs> what the fuck dude like that's a little much i think another thing i found interesting just with their relationship and the media was everyone so immersed in the stance on like her virginity hmm. you know i get that she was you know christian brought up in a Christian household yeah. and that was her views, but you don't hear other young couples us asking that now. Maybe it was cause it was, you know, the times or what, I just felt like that was no one's business. You know, and you see her in interviews, people like, are you guys sleeping together? Are you still a virgin? Yeah. Are you waiting till marriage? And it was like, 
why are you asking her this? Like, why are, why is it your business? If she wanted to keep her virginity till marriage, that's her choice. And yeah. that's who needs to know, not the media. And if she well, wanted to throw it all over the place, that's her choice as well. Exactly. Let her do what she wants to do. And so. Well, like some of that is, and you, and you see a lot of famous people before they even go into an interview, they'll tell the interviewer, we do not discuss this. And somebody should have been sitting there saying, we're not going to discuss this stuff or you're not getting the interview. Yeah. And once they did that or took that stance, the interviewers would have to listen to those rules and stay away from that stuff. So that's like that's on maybe her parents or whoever was running, Bad, managing her at the yeah. time. Bad they should have taken control of some of those yeah. interviews. You know, they could have still touched a little bit on some some tough topics, but to go straight out digging into a young woman's sex life mm-hmm. and and that kind of stuff is is a little beyond the pale I, and i don't think they do it quite the same way now probably oh, because we've seen that i think it's become a thing because even growing up i mean i remember every time like you know your parents friends come around when i'm you know preteen, younger do you have a boyfriend and it was like mm. why did, like that's always the thing you ask a kid like uh, how's school do you have a boyfriend or do you have a girlfriend and it's like why does it matter yeah like Mind why are business. we pushing this like why are we pushing kids to be in relationships and do that like just yeah. let them feel it out you know it could and, come off as like, it's cute, you know, but yeah. like at the same time, like what kind of message are you putting in this kid's head that, oh, people keep asking me if I'm in a relationship. Well, like a hundred years before that stuff was important because you had to hurry up and get yeah. your you be child medal married off and have children. <laughs> That's like when people say live. like about kindergartners having girlfriends like that, like, oh, my son says this. I'm like, I look at my son and he's like, he doesn't even think about girls or like yeah. early, you know? Yeah. So I just thought, you know, there's from plenty of time for right that. out the gate. She's, you know, j- just gained all this, uh, you know, media attention. Yeah. She's, you know, at the top of her game dating this great guy. And then just the media took over. And then it's, you know, rumors of if she's a virgin, if she's not. And then uh, their breakup, no one knew what happened, yeah. but it instantly becomes somehow in the mix. It was a, cheating was told an infidelity but then it's britney you never hear people saying maybe it was justin or maybe it was him or maybe it was him that pushed her to sleep no she's instantly like slut shamed right out the gate you know how dare he comes out with you know crimea river yeah and that was the big thing that everyone was alluding that song came out because of her and yeah, and it's a banger. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it's a great, great song. song. I love that yeah. song. <laughs> it, it I is. love me some JT. That's the hardest yeah. part about this. Like, I love Justin Timber like just as much as I love Britney Spears. But yeah. Something about their entire relationship, how that thing. And I mean, I was a young girl at the time. Seeing all of it go down, I just always was bothered. Like, why was everyone so in their business? Well, and I don't think it? Justin Timberlake's the bad guy in this either, because he's no. the same age basically in the entertainment industry since he was a child. Yeah. His managers, I mean, that's a brilliant song to release at that time. Everybody knowing they broke up and whether I'm not even sure he wrote the song, but between the song and the video, it was brilliant marketing. Oh, yeah, because everyone was so interested in their relationship that it was like, well, hey, here's this song that you know mirrors off that what's going on and people are like oh i have to listen to it just to know yeah. and then and the I girl mean, in the again, video looks like britney yeah yeah. She, yeah the whole thing and it yeah. just like i said it just feels bad for her because she got the brunt end of it well and i think that's like our patriarchal society automatically pins the blame on the woman yeah especially when, like back then it was yeah. it was a lot more prevalent than it is today yeah and it's not like anybody really had blame if that stuff did happen if she did cheat on him people cheat happens. all the time yeah i mean yeah. it's not that big of a deal yeah and like we were saying before we started recording, Justin Timberlake just came out and apologized mm-hmm. for some of the things that, you know, it was basically apology to uh, Janet Jackson and Britney Spears for oh. being part of the problem. Yeah. And I didn't never really felt like he had to apologize because I don't think some of that stuff was all on him. I think that was management and smart business moves. Yeah. 
But now he has the power to come out and fix some of those things. And whether it does or not, I mean, it means a lot to say for him to say I was wrong and how we handled that whole situation, even if he wasn't in control of it at that time. But had this documentary not come out, would he have come out and say that? No, probably not. You know, that's where it's like, yeah, it's cool that he said that, but also... Like I said, I, yeah. I, I like me some Feels like a PR move more than anything. Definitely, because yeah. it's bringing back the light into it. Because people are, I mean, like, a, again, after watching that documentary, I re-looked into her life and, mm. you know, kind of forgot over the time about her dating JT and that whole thing. It just all kind of slowly yeah. came back, you know. And Yeah, it's been a So I'm sure people are looking time. him up just as much more because of, you know, watching this. It just brings back, you know. I'm sure if you pop up searches what people are searching on this whole topic right now. Yeah. You're going to pull up Jamie Spears and, you know, JT and Kevin Federline, all them are just coming back into light. I won't so. stick up for Kevin, Kevin <laughs> Federline. <laughs> no. But I, I'll stick up a little bit for Justin Timberlake because I think he was just, he was in exactly the same situation. Well, they were young. Yeah. They were yeah. young kids. And he was just, it just shows a little bit the difference between male and female yeah. in society and, and at that time, especially in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, next we're having more strong independent women and we're coming out and saying, you know, and that's where like Brittany back then she she felt and I watched the interview when she's saying, you know, no, I'm still a virgin and I'm saving for, you know, marriage. If it was me now and someone asked, I'd be like, none of your business. Yeah. And that's what you know, ask me a question that's about my music. You know, come at me if you want to ask me anything else. But that's not your business. Yeah, what are you, and some kind of pervert? I, you know, I don't need to talk to you about it. Yeah. Plain and, and simple. You don't have to. What happens behind closed doors? It's between you and the person you're sharing that with. And mm-hmm. No one else. I think later on, we saw a difference when Miley Cyrus became popular, when she left Disney. Hmm. She handled it a lot differently. And I think it was based on seeing some of the things that Britney went through. Because, you know, whether whatever Britney was doing in her free time at at that time, who cared? But her handlers were telling her to tell this story to make her look pure. Mm Mm-hmm. While they're actually sexualizing her in her videos and everything oh, at yeah. a young age. I mean, keep later the, on. Keep the school, you know, every, everyone wants the girl next door. You have to look good and innocent and sweet, but you're going to do this and you're going to be a good little girl. And, you know, yeah. but how dare you look too sexual? You know, like it's just everyone has their different angles from it. Like, and you see that that's not really true because Madonna, I mean, Madonna was older when she became famous, but she was just right out there with everything. Oh, yeah. You don't Cher, need to do that. Madonna. And, and this, it's. Right, it's a little similar. Um, the Madonna becoming famous and Britney, except Madonna had a little bit more control. She didn't have to play an image that was yeah. made up. Well, I think that's the hard part for people like you know Britney and Miley because like they did start out Disney, so people want to see that little kid in them, and then when they start becoming a woman and then going out there, it's like how dare you grow up and be a woman? You know, like how yeah. you know? But Madonna, she didn't come out there as a young girl, so yeah. it was you know yeah she was out there. I'm sure people still you know raise an eyebrow and had comments about it, but she wasn't that little girl image that people just couldn't let go. You know, yeah. it's been easier, like I said, for people since Britney, like uh, you know Miley Cyrus or Taylor Swift when she made that transition from country singer, you know, sweet little girl to now she's this big pop sensation and yeah you know so i think it's been easier but also um miley is a friend of spheres so and she's been one that's really spoke on this whole movement yeah and so and she handled changing from that child star to an adult star mm. i mean everybody thought it was wild and crazy but now nobody cares she's now just that's miley. just miley yeah yeah she's just being miley <laughs> all right so january 2004 spears married childhood friend jason alexander Alan Alexander. Jason Alexander. Yeah, Jason Alexander. (laughs) That's a match made in heaven, yeah. Right? She married uh, Costanza. Costanza. I was like, what's his name? I'm blanking now. 
All right. Well, she married uh, Jason Allen Alexander at a little white chapel in Las Vegas, Nevada. The marriage was annulled 55 hours later following a petition to the court that stated that Spears lacked understanding of her actions. Right there, lacked understanding of her actions. Well, I've been to Vegas and I lacked the understanding mm. of my actions too. I mean, people go Everyone to Vegas and get does. drunk. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, especially when you're drinking, I think emotions, you know, maybe she really did have feelings for this guy and you know, she didn't want to marry him that moment, but when you're drunk, uh, heck, you I know? think honestly, that's what most people in Vegas say. They wake up from a night and they're like, I lack the ability to understand yeah. my actions. Yeah. What happens in Vegas yeah. stays in so Vegas. So yeah, I, I just, just felt like everyone was swarming that whole thing. And it's just like, cool, she got married. And, yeah. You know, 20 other couples are doing the same thing last week. You know, mm-hmm. it's Vegas. It's a little white chapel. So These just another happen. thing. Yeah. Like, I just feel like she always got the negative media attention. And that's why, like I said, I'm pulling these out and just kind of highlighting stuff because very little did you see her get a positive reaction from the media. It was always oh, negative yeah. with Britney. Which is kind of sad because if you look at her personality, when she first was getting famous and stuff, she loved the paparazzi. She thought it was like she was super yeah, nice. She was to the them. girl she was next waving, door from Mississippi. She's like, all sweet. You know, hi, yeah. y'all. I'm- and then it, turn, it turns into just the, these monsters over time mm-hmm. where it's just anything for the shot, anything for the shot. And they know? just tore. Like you just see slowly the decline in her. And it's like just yeah. they just tore and, you know, like slowly. And their job is to profit off that apart. decline. And yeah. And they're you watch the guy in the documentary that was the main paparazzi guy following her. And it's just like. He's like, well, I, I didn't mean to bug her. And like, she liked it. It's just, you know, every couple of days she want us to follow and then she want it. I'm like, well, you never stopped following her. Like, uh, how about how, whatever the fuck she says, do that. Yeah. When like, she's saying stop that. following me, yeah. please. And putting her hand up and trying to, you know, just eat something at Taco yeah. Bell, leave her alone. But I think money has a lot to do with that too. Because these shots were going for like a million bucks a pop from some of these tabloids yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. When those types of dollar signs are in people's eyes, they're going to do whatever it takes to get that picture, you know? Yeah. Well, their their job is to be get the picture at all costs. Yeah. And, you know, they're paparazzi. If, their job's to be annoying. So right. Like, and, it, you know, sometimes they kill people like princes mm-hmm. die. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, and that and that's not even including the people that that they force into like suicide because of all the trauma they cause them. Yeah. So in July 2004, Spears became engaged to American dancer Kevin Federline, who she met three months prior. The romance received intense attention from the media, since at the time Federline had recently broken up with actress Char Jackson, who was still pregnant with their second child at the time. Juicy. Yeah, he was quick to move on. In February 2006, pictures surfaced of Spears driving with her son Sean on her lap instead of in a car seat. Child advocates were horrified by the photos of her holding the wheel with one hand and baby in the other. Spears claimed that the situation happened because of a frightening encounter with paparazzi. It was a mistake on her part. In that documentary, there is the interview with her and Matt Lauer and, you know, her telling her side of it. And essentially she goes, the paparazzi surrounded the car. They were banging on the window. The baby's crying in the back. And as a mother, she thought, you know, I'm protecting my baby. I'm taking him. I mean, I understand that as a mom, you get scrutinized from what you do. Like someone would say, how dare she not pick up her baby if she didn't? And people would say, how dare she pick up her baby because she did. So you're always getting different sides. The only thing I could say is I'm looking at the dad right there that's in the passenger seat that he could have held the baby. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Like, I, I just think whatever happened in the time, if she thought that was the safest thing for her baby, get off her back, let her be. I can't say how I'd be if I had, you know, a swarm of people around my car banging on my window, my baby crying. So I just think she, again, just got did one thing and got the negative attention. Well, that's the wrong way to maybe handle your child in a moving car. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's not like she was driving 100 miles an hour. It was like five miles an hour trying to get away from people. Yeah. Right. Like, could something bad have happened? Yes. But in that situation, you kind of like, mm, I understand why. You know? Yeah, Anyone exactly. Anyone in that and situation. Just, but no one led it that way. It was just like, Brittany's unstable. She's a horrible mom. How dare she, you know, drive with her kid? Nothing yeah. about the paparazzi was brought out into that. Everyone just took off with it. Because that's what sells. Yeah. Yeah, you, the media will build these people up because that makes money. And then mm -hmm. when they get to their their peak, they'll make more money by tearing them down. Yeah. So yeah. they put out, you know, concerned mother holding her baby as a paparazzi swarm against her. We wouldn't have a good story. But we have Brittany being a horrible mom. Bam. Yeah. yeah. In September 2006, Brittany gave birth to her second son, Jaden James. I put a note in there just because she gave, you know, had two kids back to back. Um, her mother noted that she thought she was suffering from postpartum depression at the time. Seems reasonable. And you watch a lot of her interviews from this time, and she did. She seemed like a wreck. You know, being a new mother is hard enough. Being a new mom in the limelight and paparazzi following you, I couldn't imagine. So if you're thinking your daughter is postpartum, why wasn't the family helping? Right. Why was the negative attention about how horrible of a mom Brittany was in all the tabloids and no one saying, hey, maybe we should help this girl out. Yeah. Get her a little bit of help and support because having had postpartum depression, you don't understand it. Like I thought, you know, people are like, you have a baby and you feel this. And first it's the baby blues. And then it's, you know, just adjusting to motherhood, sleep deprivation. And it, it it's, it's a toll and it's hard. And so yeah. just saying, having dealt with that, like it's just sad when you're watching all these you know watching the documentary you see this person that's clearly having a really hard time keeping it together no help it was just continued negative attention mm. on the girl and even though this was years ago you can't use that nobody knew about postpartum depression because no. it was in the media a lot from mm -hmm. other stars yeah it, um was someone from just shoot me david uh, spade no the gal <laughs> um i'm blanking but she she uh shoot me. We'll drop that in. I'll, so. I'll think of it in a little bit and pop back in and tell you. But she she was a huge advocate for postpartum. Oh, Brooke Shields. Oh, yes. I don't know why I'm thinking. Yeah. Was, was that right? Did I throw a wrong show in there? But Brooke Shields. She was huge yeah. for um, advocating for postpartum because at the time in the early 2000s, it wasn't discussed as much. I mean, I we all knew about it. But yeah. I mean, by this point, this is, you know, 2007, 2006, 2007. When I believe the Susan Smith murder where she murdered her children in a car mm -hmm. was prior to that and that was definitely linked to postpartum depression yeah. yeah so it's it wasn't unknown and if you're keeping track of your famous daughter you have the money to deal with this mm -hmm. but you don't want to maybe because of the stigma or you don't want to slow slow her down from making the money yeah that's that's what oh, it's a huge stigma even i mean for my personal experience it took my husband coming out to being like you know, because he didn't know how to, you can't just go into your wife when she has babies and, you know, emotional and tired and be like, hey, I don't think you're doing this right, you know? And he's just yeah. like, look, I'm just thinking, and you know, you seem really emotional. You didn't need, like, you're a little help. And I, but as a mom and a wife, I try to keep everything together because you're taking care of your family and you want to be the good wife, you know, hmm. be there for your husband. And so it's not something you want to admit, like, I'm having a hard time. I can't do this. Well, and it's not, it's, it's not anybody's fault. It's just a, a, imbalance of brain chemicals oh yeah, yeah. and there's nothing you, you can kid, do about it you carry it. a kid you have yeah. your birth and your body goes through changes and there's all these hormones and it is a doozy yeah. so just to have that negative attention i mean i didn't have that and i still struggled i mean to have, be a mom and in the spotlight and have people you know following you when you're going to walmart and everywhere and yeah just, if you're famous why would you go be, to walmart that's the thing too <laughs> 
But sure. I'm not famous and I don't like to go to Walmart at this point. Well, and some people are like, mm. well, if she didn't like it, then she didn't have to go out as much. Well, yeah, but. But also, should you be a prisoner in your home? Yeah. And then you should be able to say, stop following me and people should just stop. I get it's paparazzi. You want to get a picture. But when they're like how they were coming up and advancing around her car yeah. and just swarms, that's a lot. You know? It's it's more than just paparazzi taking a picture. These people are like literally swarming the vehicle, surrounding yeah. it, put, putting their camera lenses up against the windows, yelling. Yeah, no, I, I would car. lose my shit very oh, yeah. quickly in there. I would start swinging. Like, well, they also sit outside your house and you know film over the fences and yeah. try to catch you inside. Can't get any privacy anywhere. Yeah. yeah, and that's where uh, the one paparazzi guy that was following her around, um, like I said, he just he kept pushing it too far. And I'm actually jumping heads, that's why I'm quitting with that thought because we're gonna read up on it in a minute. But yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned, and we'll get into there. Um, new November 2006, Spears filed for divorce from Federline, citing irreconcilable differences. The divorce was finalized in July 2007 when the couple reached a settlement and decided to share custody of their sons. So at the time, they were sharing custody. February 2007, Spears stayed in a drug rehabilitation center for less than a day. The following night, she showed her shaved. Turn this one over. Look at my head. Yeah. Hmm. February 2007, Spears stayed in a drug rehabilitation center for less than a day. The following night, she shaved her head with electric clippers at a salon in Los Angeles. She admitted herself into a rehabilitation facility the following two weeks. October 2007, Brittany lost custody of both her sons to Federline. The reasons of the court ruling are not open to the public. So, speculation. Around the whole incident, because I remember, you know, reading up on this when all of it came out. Yeah. Everyone kind of just said, you know, she had a bipolar break. That was the big thing. You know, Brittany's mm. bipolar. She shaved her head and everything. From all the interviews I've read and, and seen her side of it, she, you know, just kept stating that the paparazzi wouldn't leave her alone. They were always touching her, always pulling on her. And she just said, I, I don't want you touching me and shaved her head. It was like a stand to them saying, don't touch me. It's my body. Leave me alone. And it's a badass move. Yeah. It really is. I mean, like, I wish like, no, I could just yeah. shave my hair off, you know, start over. I mean, just I that, remember that's where I think it really was a huge turning point for her because she had these kids. She had all this negative attention of being a young mom, goes through this divorce. You know, she had custody at the time. Yeah. Goes what? into a facility, goes right out, shaves her head. And people just were like, she's done. That yeah. was her breaking point. Yeah, I remember some of the news reports at the time because they'd known about the rehab stuff saying that she did that so she wouldn't get caught with drugs in her system when they did a hair follicle test. Yeah, see, and then shortly after, um, like after this, she, you know, lost custody. Kevin had the kids. And in the documentary, they were showing where her cousin, I believe, was driving them just to, they were at a gas station. Paparazzi saw the one guy that was following her all the time. Hmm. And um, she wanted to go try and see the kids at Kevin's. So she drove over to Kevin's. He said, no, you can't see the kids. They went back over to this, the gas station. And the guy's like, he's saying i can tell she's upset and he, you know the girl goes into the gas station while the car is filling up and he's like hey Brittany, you know how are you feeling what's going on and she's just not acknowledging doesn't want to talk and then he's like Brittany, come on and then she decides she wants to go back over to kevin's try again yeah and then um he says no and tells her like she's not seen the kids at all and meanwhile this paparazzi guy's following her and then he goes up to the car and he could see she's really upset at this point and was yeah. like Brittany, what's going on what's on you know tell me tell me tell me and she just gets out with this umbrella and starts hitting his car. And then this guy's like, you know, look, I I've been following Brittany forever. This was my job, you know, and we're pretty good friends. You know, this is what <laughs> yeah. I do. I take a picture of her and I post it. Yeah. She looks, you know, gets all this bad rap, but we're friends, you know, it's my job. Yeah. And my best it's friends. like, yeah. I can't believe she did that and hit my car. She's just off the rocker. Well, she's asking you 10 times to stop, yeah. leave her alone. Yeah. You're not stopping. 
I would do the same exact thing, you know. And how much are you getting paid for her? Exactly. Hit, but he because... sets, he tries to put it. He's like, you know, man, we're friends. And she just gets yeah. all mad and hits my car. And that just, you know, built up to the story. Here, first we got Brittany. And he goes, and what I did, and he made millions off that picture of her angry mm -hmm. yeah. with that umbrella. The infamous crazy yeah. photo. Yeah. So you've got her shaving her head. Now she's hitting cars and umbrellas, you know, and. Boom, Brittany's What's going on? continuing that yeah. story of she's off her rocker. Like this was her moment of break, which leads into in 2008, the court placed Brittany under a conservatorship led by her father, Jamie Spears, and attorney Andrew Wallet, giving them control of her assets. So all of this, like that's why I said I want to tell that story because all this builds up to her yeah. having that break and then having her dad start this conservatorship. Hmm. And that's where we get the the freaky deaky bits of this where, yes. you know, it's almost like controlling well, it is absolutely controlling and then trying to paint it in a different light. Like, yeah. no, she needs this. She needs this. Like, this dude's a straight up asshole. And we're going to explain it to you right now. Yeah. So a conservator is one that preserves from injury or violation. Protector. A person, official or institution designated to take over and protect the interests on an incompetent. These are usually only in place in cases of elderly that yeah. are like suffering from dementia, Alzheimer's yeah. that have zero control, right? Like are not mentally there at all. Yeah. So right out the gate, you have something that's very unheard of going on for this young girl. And it's now 2021 and she's still in this, which that's the crazy thing. Like I understand in this time frame, saying maybe from like 2008 to 2010, she had to have one for like when she was there, but she led after this to her residency in Vegas. Mm. multiple albums coming out still setting out record songs the comeback you know yeah, yeah with will i am you know doing all these mm. different crossovers she was on fire seemed unstoppable but no one really knew about this conservatorship yeah. i don't ever remember it being brought out to until no. recently with the free britney yeah i remember when it first happened but then i when, never the, when the documentary it. came out i'm like really it's still there yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I understand maybe, yeah, if you really thought your daughter was suffering from some bad, uh, you know, bipolar disorder or something and she's getting help, so you want to help with her for her best interest. And let's put yeah. key on that, her best interest. Hers. And if, if you're a loving, caring parent before that, yes. someone that was very, you know, attentive and this shit, like if you notice those things, absolutely, yeah, consider it. But no, this But why wasn't she getting, you know, a trainer, a dietitian or a therapist, you know, a great rehabilitation, you know, I would like to see her her money in that time going to help her yeah yeah not for how is jamie spears suddenly doing so well yeah. well how, and how does how he much, have a nice house and yeah. a boat and this yeah and what is the profit he made from exactly using her his daughter's money yeah in for the a way dad he that wasn't to. in the picture when she was younger i yeah. bet there's seven digits yeah he's probably doing just fine mm -hmm. manipulates her money maybe he's doing good stuff to where she still has money but what's he taking out of it is he dead now jamie no. Yeah. No, he's still alive. Why did I think he was dead? That's they, why he's fighting over her. He wants to stay as her conservator. That, oh, that's he right. He doesn't yeah. want that power taken away. Okay, yeah, I remember, I remember. And so just with that definition right there, a person, official, institution, designated to take over and protect the interests on an incompetent. Let me ask you both. Do you think Jamie Spears was that for his daughter? Absolutely. Do you think he was protecting? No. And that was his best interest? No. 100%. Right. I don't think anyone can say. Let's, let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say when he started, he was. He's yeah. got lost in the sauce. Corruption. Well, why are yeah. we still here? He's just like, man, I like this cash flow and yeah. keep widening it. Power and money. 
With that money, he should have been helping his daughter. I don't know. That's the thing, though. Certain people, when they get the status, they can handle it and they, they make wise choices. Other people, they're like, nope. And they give into their own. They become selfish. Oh, shit. He wasn't thinking about his daughter. Well, I'd like to say maybe he was a good dad. Maybe he was a great dad. But here, this is something I pulled out. This is from Kim Kyman, Senior Director and of Marketing from Jive Records from 98 to 2004. She was around when Britney was signing with Jive. Yeah. Bit, first big record deal. Growing up, Jamie wasn't around for Britney. He struggled with alcohol and rehab. Worked numerous jobs from construction, cook, tries to open his own gym, ended up filing for bankruptcy. Lynn supported Brittany. Her father did not. Quote, my daughter is going to be so rich, she's going to buy me a boat. End quote. That's what Jamie told Kim Kyman mm. when she first signed with Jive Records at yeah. 15 years old. That's what his worry was. Well, and he doesn't even have the background to control her fine. Like, if you're going to control your family's finances, you should have some kind of background, especially when the finances are that large. Yeah. I'd love to buy and say that he's a great dad. He's doing this for his best interest. If he was following his daughter when she was young, they weren't her having a, a chaperone hmm. follow her. You know, the dad that went to all the recitals, he went to the practices. He, you know, was making the moves to say that he's getting her the help, but he wasn't. Yeah. And that's where it's just like, I don't think this was in her best interest or yeah. what he, you know, really thought she needed. Yeah, where was he when they were sexualizing his teen daughter? Yeah, why yeah. weren't you standing Any up for dad, her? I think, that yeah. experiences that they're like, wait, what? what's going on now? No. Yeah, and and to, to be fair, there's a part where it's the entertainment industry, so you can mm. there's going to be a little bit of it, Yeah, but it went way beyond that with Britney. And I don't want to get into too, you know, stereotype too much, but daddy issues. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. A lot of girls I know that have issues. I mean, I, I had a great father that was very much in my life and just taught me a lot as a young girl. Like, don't let someone treat you that way. You know, you stand up, you be empowered, you be a strong female. Like, you don't take crap from a guy. Like, if you're yeah. having that positive influence from a young kid and dads are just, it's a different bond when you have a dad and a daughter. Yeah. What mm -hmm. you want for your daughter, what you should. And that's how it should be. I don't think she had that. Yeah. I don't think she had that growing up. She and that's have pretty that evident. Father. Yeah. Yeah. And even with all the other kids. I mean, even the brother doesn't seem that great. You know, Jamie Lynn had her own round of stuff going on. Look here in Alaska and the Palins seems similar. Yeah. You know, they're all they're famous, but who's really looking out for the kids? You know, I mean, it's it's a little bit of a reach, but yeah, those, I can't get on board with that one just yeah. because uh, my neighbor is a Palin. And I and I see the I see the good parts of it because we we're and, we're not like friends per se on like uh, we hang out and talk but yeah. we, you know we talk outside if we're there and we follow each other on our socials so I see bits of their personal life you know Sarah's always driving on through. Well, I hear good things. It's it's even about the kids, but they were kind of thrown into them. Oh yeah, because for sure of the with mother. the media, with yeah, in the, like, in the height of it. Because I think uh, Willow's around my age, so young high schooler when the whole election was going on. Um, yeah, and you know, then having a sister in the spotlight with her pregnancy and all that. So who really cares if the sister got pregnant? Why exactly. Do we make such who a big cares deal if Bristol was you know a teenager and out of wedlock and they have Christian views? It happens all the time yeah, literally but, all the time you know yeah, and then then they get a but when you got tina face saying i can see russia from my house and you know pulling all the ratings which was the thing to do back then and yeah you know and it's so, just when you're in and it is sad i think we've gotten better with time maybe as social media has grown and seeing more celebrities in their personal life people have kind of backed off on the media because i don't feel like you see the plastered on the newspapers anymore and the 
the maybe um, not front page, magazines. but they still well, there's still yeah, people but that it's still do it. not as much. How many people really buy magazines anymore? Yeah, I mean, yeah. media is more. I mean, I follow different celebrities on Instagram, looking, you know, like Snapchat's the worst. The all the Snapchat news and stuff, it's always celebrity gossip. Oh yeah, it's like, like Daily Mail. I don't yeah. want Snapchat anymore for that reason. Yeah. Every time they're like, guess what this person wore to the beach. I'm like, yeah, I honestly don't care. Yeah. Like, it means nothing to me. Yeah, it's not like it was. And I think some of that is maybe with social media, the fans have gotten to know their, their... their group. And I think they're just trying to push this agenda. Like one of them I really love, like Dak Shepard, following him for his podcasting and his wife, Kristen Bell. They're just always showing like, hey, it's not always glamorous. Like here's real bits and pieces of our life. Just showing their normal people. Yeah. Kind of doing their own thing. Well, they'd also don't have to like maybe push this image that's not real like britney being a virgin when most yeah. people her age weren't virgins yeah yeah you know it's 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 better because we, we're moving along but it it's still ridiculous we're talking about britney not having control of her life this many years later yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm glad it's getting to the point where it's being talked about again because i've heard it on and off over the years but this is something that's been going on for most of my life that's nuts to yeah. think yeah. about like it's like crazy said, i'm 30 now and I was eight when her big album came out. Yeah. Like, I've literally seen this whole thing go for full circle. Mm-hmm. And I, and like I said, I'd love to say she wasn't stable. But you look at all that. If I had someone following me, I had, you know, trying to figure out motherhood, just being a young adult. She didn't get a huge childhood. She didn't. Yeah. So when yeah. you're trying to, you didn't get that childhood. You're trying to have fun, but you're trying to balance being a mom. You're trying to fa- balance being a pop star, like all this. It ain't easy. And then being, you know, 24-7 surveillance, like you're going to have a break. Well, and, and if... But I don't think she deserved to not have control over her money, her decisions, because how can you, like I said, how can you pull a residency like she did in Vegas? How many years? Six straight years. Mm-hmm. She's was, one of their biggest popping. sellouts. Yeah. To yeah. be platinum albums, like over a million copies sold. Uh, I think she had 15 million of Baby One More Time. I mean, she's yeah. like. 15 times over platinum. Yeah. yeah. She's did amazing things. If you look at her accomplishments, if you're not looking at the negative side of Britney and her accomplishments for an artist, she is holding some serious records right? for what she's done. Well, and it's the, the int- one thing about Britney is some people will push that she's not a great singer, not this. But what she is, is a great entertainer. Mm-hmm. She's a great dancer and she yeah. loves and she was like, I mean, you see, she choreographed a lot of her own stuff and she was out there practicing. Like I remember as a young girl watching interviews and her saying she did like 500 sit-ups every day. You know, she was just dedicated to her dancing. Her, you know, And she showed. I mean, she looked great for years. Years ago, I went. I actually went to a Britney Spears concert. No way. Yeah. And I mean, the whole concert was dancing. Mm-hmm. She danced the whole concert. To be able to do that day in, day out, you're actually working on that for like eight hours a day. Oh, yeah. Probably. It's your job is mm-hmm. to dance and stay in shape so you can dance for a whole concert. When people say when she got on stage, you can tell she was doing what she loved. She yeah. loved it. Yeah. That's her passion. You can it was a very concert. entertaining concert. The music sounded great. It was, you know, everybody was dancing. Yeah. Um, it was it was fun. So, I mean, that'll happen, like I said, in 2008. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of get a lull. She went to, you know, Vegas, had the residency. And then you bring it to January 4th, 2019, Spears announced... An indefinite work hiatus and the cancellation of her planned Las Vegas residency after her father, Jamie, suffered a near-fatal colon rupture. Well, so, it seems fitting for him being a pain in the ass all the time. Yeah. Right? Um, and I know 
before, like, so the announcing of the whole residency, they have this big to do in Vegas and no one had gotten an interview with Britney for X amount of years because of this conservatorship. So it was a huge deal. She was going to come out. She was going to talk with the news, put on a show and have this huge opening thing for the startup of it. And I guess the night came, Britney walked right out down the alley, like on a stage Walked off, got in a car and left. And everyone's like, what the heck? We've been waiting for this interview with this show. What's going on? And then the next day this comes out. Yeah. So, you know, maybe she was just going through it with her dad and, you know, felt like that's really what happened. But it it was odd. Um, Yeah. In March 2019, Andrew Wallet resigned as her co-conservator of her estate after 11 years. Spears entered a psychiatric facility amidst stress from her father's illness the same month. The following month, a podcast titled Britney's Graham alleged that Jamie had canceled the planned residency due to Spears' refusal to take her medication, that he had been holding her in a facility against her will since January 2019 after she violated her no driving rule, and that her conservatorship was supposed to end in 2009. Why does she have a no driving rule? Is that not... Well, she can't control anything else. Why would they let her drive a car? Have you seen the people they let drive? Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but that does bring light into if he was dosing her and keeping her on some heavy meds. That could be. I mean, you know, you wouldn't be advising her to drive. He doesn't want her to go off and die because how's he going to get that money? Well, yeah. and there's also, depending on the medication she was on, let's probably assume they're psychiatric medicines. There are some that are so strong you shouldn't be driving. And some of those kind of make you a zombie. Mm-hmm. That's what most people that take them say. They're like, I stopped taking it because I was just dead inside. Like, yeah. And no and there's especially the, depending on if it was something like lithium or something mm-hmm. like that. That's right. really hardcore. Oh, yeah. You cannot function in the same way sometimes with mm-hmm. that, depending on how high the dose is. And if the father's controlling the dose to keep her under control to where yeah. she won't complain about him basically controlling her money and her life kind of makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. And I have multiple family members that do have um, bipolar disorder and that that is the yo-yo. Uh, when they're on their meds, it's great. But then I, you know, have one that I'm really close with, but then she feels like she would either gain weight or hmm. she felt fine. I don't need this anymore. You go off and it's, it's a constant battle. Yeah. And it's something that you have to have in your body to keep those levels up. So if you're having a dad giving these meds, you know, who knows what she's getting. And like I'm saying, I'm not saying she doesn't have bipolar disorder. I just don't think it was her dad being in her best interest that he needed to be, you know, in charge. And when you're having someone multiple times say, I don't want him in charge. Yeah. Take a hint. Yeah. You're not getting that something's going on that she's not comfortable with. You know, have a different conservator. Get Even if it's just a temporary quarter court-appointed one. Yeah, so. Get him out of there. Because we've also seen what per- parents do to their kids' money. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gary Coleman lost all of his money yeah. You know, when he was a child actor because his parents basically stole it. Look at Jack Johnson, yeah. Jack Johnson in, for, yeah. in hockey. Yeah. He was a great <laughs> yeah. little, or a great prospect, good player, mm-hmm. and made a decent amount of money in hockey, and his parents stole all of it, and he was bankrupt. Yeah, it's nuts to think about. Like that, there's parents out there that literally do this to their kids. And in the the like with him, you hear the parent story. They just screwed up with investments, so that maybe it wasn't necessarily an evil thing. But they, when they screwed it up, they tried to fix it and screwed it up more. Yeah, that's usually. The way it and works. then he had no money, and he's making millions a year, and he has no money. Yeah, and it sounds like maybe something like this is going on. Like if he gives up the, if the father gives up the conservatorship or conservatorship 
what do we find out about how much money he lost to hers? Yeah, that's through what bad I investments. I, w- I would love to see numbers and what what money was going where. And yeah, what. or just blowing it himself. Yeah, that's yeah. Like he's gonna maybe he didn't, and you see it a lot. I, and this happened with Jack Johnson. They're investing in a business they think is going to be do well, hmm. which in theory makes sense. Yeah, but then if you don't have the the knowledge to handle finance it's it's really easy to pick the wrong business and oh, lose he obviously all that money. didn't do well he went from construction to trying to open up his own gym to yeah. bankruptcy to, to yeah. stealing doesn't have money. a great great and, and track not, record yeah nothing in there says anything about financial experience yeah. yeah well he probably worked to register at some point haven't we all yeah <laughs> doesn't mean i know how to spend my money sometimes <laughs> yeah. yeah very so, true britney's graham uh you know, started all this, and that information gave rise to a movement to terminate the conservatorship. Can we, this... uh, can we, can we take a second just to like really shine some light on that? Because that is a couple of people that aren't anybody, and they start this this gram or whatever, right? This podcast, whatever it is, and they bring light to something that has been going on for years. And it's these people, completely unknown, probably just fans. Yeah, they were. They said they just started out. This all started because they both were fans of Britney, following her on Instagram. Yeah, and that's hence, the... uh, hence Britney's gram. Yeah, and they were watching these videos and slowly seeing a trend. And I mean, I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. What I do right after watching this documentary, I started following Britney's Instagram. Yeah, and the videos are odd. They're un- it's unsettling. Some of them. But but that's what I'm saying is that you can be an, a quote unquote nobody and you can make a difference doing something without any violence, without anything like that. Yeah. You can make a change. Yeah. And this is something that we need to highlight a little bit more. Like give these people some credit. Be like, yeah, hell yeah. Thank you for doing yeah. that. Because yeah. if this really like if it, this really pulls off and she, you know, this ends two people just going out of their way in their free time did this for Britney. Yeah. It wasn't the government. It wasn't anybody. No higher, no. higher powers doing nothing. It's literally just two people that were like. No, we're going to bring some awareness about this. And what I think is funny is like down the way, I'll, I'll be listing them. But how many celebrities that have been, quote unquote, friends after this documentary came out, after the New York Times article and, you know, Britney's Graham and yeah. all this light got brought to it, like free Britney and join the movement. But like none of you guys were there before all this. You know? Yeah. If Miley was such a good friend, I get it. But, you know, well, this awesome. happened way before. And, Why and wasn't I, some of this getting brought out more then? I would say some of these people didn't know the extent of it. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I Even think Miley did know something because, again, I'm dipping into what I'm going to get into here in a bit, but with the Black Mirror episode. Dun, dun, dun. But the, yeah. the, 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 There's a lot of juicy bits in this story. There really is. But legally, could Miley say anything? Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you be able to at least say something? Sometimes you can't, it's som- especially when you're in those positions. You can't. By saying something, you might make it worse on Britney. But after yeah. this movement, hashtag Free Britney, Miley was saying it in, uh, at the end of a... I think it was a show or I don't know if it was a concert, but she, you know. Free Britney. Yeah. Free Britney walks off. Yeah. And that was a big thing. And then people started, you know, different um, different celebrities were tweeting it. And after watching the documentary, seeing the New York Times article. I haven't watched the documentary, but it's really, I, I'm really very good. familiar it's an hour. with it. Yeah. Free Britney, I've been hearing since it came out. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's on Hulu right now for anyone that wants to check it out. Yeah, that's kind of why I wanted to do this episode, too, is it's it's something that is kind of outside the norm of what we do. But we should probably also emphasize that this isn't just a podcast about paranormal or conspiracies or stuff like that. It's anything freaky and out of the norm. Yeah. Like we're going to be touching on stuff that doesn't fit in those two categories, but like stuff like like true crime from time to time. We're going to be touching on yes. a bunch of different things that I just, you know, think people should hear. You know, and if it's as, in if the it's news, freaky, it's interesting yeah. to us, you know, or you know, like I come to Scott, and I'm like, hey, because I love true crime. And that's where a lot of this coming in. I'm like, hey, this story, I like think it'd be fun. Some listeners might want to hear 40 minutes of me talk about a story. 
great or some might not, but it's just, we're all different. And I think what we like about our group is our differences make us a cool group. I guess, right. You know? And, yeah. and so there's times where like Scott texts me, Hey, you want to cover this Britney story? And I'm like, heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Britney growing up and you now watch the documentary and. I still enjoy her music. Oh yeah. Yeah. Toxic's a banger. Yeah. That's one of her, my favorite songs of hers. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I just wanted to cover that. Like, let people know this isn't exclusively, if we find stories that are outside the norm or we think should be brought up, we're going to do it regardless if it's paranormal or just, you know, a well-known conspiracy or anything like that. Like, this is all things freaky. It's unexplained. Oh, yeah. It's mystery. It's true crime. It's everything freaky. Yeah. A like, conservative yeah. trip is freaky. It's hella freaky. Especially someone coming one. in and taking control of your life is freaky. Yeah. Well, and if it's done wrong, it might be a criminal conspiracy. Yeah. True. So it ties into a conspiracy, this. And yeah. And then we'll, in a little bit later on, we'll talk about the George Bush conspiracy with Britney. Yes. That I accidentally found the other day. Oops. He did Oops. it again. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, as you were at So it. this information gave rise to the movement to terminate the conservatorship, dubbed hashtag Free Britney. It has gained support from a number of celebrities, including Cher, Paris Hilton, Miley Cyrus, as well as the nonprofit organization, the American Civil Liberties Union. Following the podcast, fans staged a protest outside West Hollywood City Hall on April 22, 2019. Spears stated that all was well two days later and left the facility on April 26. During a May 2019 hearing, Judge Brenda Penny ordered an excerpt evaluation of the conservatorship. September 2019, Spears' ex-husband, Federline, obtained a restraining order against her father, following an alleged physical altercation between her father and one of her sons. Spears' longtime care manager, Jody Montgomery, temporarily replaced Jamie as her conservator on September 10, 2019. In the same month, the hearing resulted in no decisions made about the arrangement. August 2020, Jamie called the hashtag Free Britney movement a joke and its organizers conspiracy theorists. On August 17, Spears' court-appointed lawyer submitted a court filing that documented Spears' desire to have her conservatorship altered to reflect her current lifestyle and her stated wishes, to instate Montgomery as her permanent conservator, and to replace Jamie with a qualified corporate fiduciary as as conservator of her estate. Four days later, Judge Penny extended the establishment arrangement until February 2021, which is why we thought this was a good time for the story. It's a lot of news. It's yeah. a documentary, documentary coming out. It's gaining some traction again. Yes. So the Finally. documentary that chronicles the conservatorship titled Framing Britney Spears premiered on FX in February 2021. It's also on Hulu and worth checking out. It is. Yeah. If you haven't watched it yet, you absolutely need to check it out. It's not only really well done, but you will learn a lot. Yes. And that and that's kind of a dirty little secret in uh, the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And even in, just in like higher income individuals. Yeah. If they have anything that maybe their family or caretakers can take advantage of to control the money. Yeah. That's that's where where there's an issue and like many things we need to look at this stuff and see if those rules need to change or it be improved. Yeah. And I'm does Brittany even really talk to her father? I don't think so. Yeah. And what, what I, I imagine, found interesting yeah. um, was even Kevin Federline having an issue with him and getting mm-hmm. a restraining order from his grandson. And that guy's an asshole. So if yeah. there is an altercation that leads you, I mean, because it's not like his dad raised his voice or spanked his kid. I mean, I'm sure it was enough. If you're getting a restraining order, whatever the heck happened between him and this kid must have been serious. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, I pulled up this Los Angeles Times article, which the headline is, uh, Britney Spears' boyfriend says he has zero respect for her dad. So her current beau over here 
says the same thing about Jamie. Her current beau? Boyfriend. Boyfriend, beau. Never heard that term? Isn't it bae now? I don't like the term Not on this podcast (laughs) ever. I don't, yeah, I don't use either beau or bae. I'm just going to be straightforward there. What is this, the 1950s? She's my beau, see? Like, I just can't, no. I don't know. Bae, but bae, for the record, (laughs) equally bad. (laughs) Oh, no. Much worse. It's not bae, okay? Yeah, I can't stand bae. Yeah. But if you like to use it, go ahead. That's your choice. Maybe I will. I like bringing back really stupid shit. And, until we <laughs> until we get a conservative ship, conservatorship on it. I can't even say oh, it right. You guys won't have to manage much money, but you can so, try. Brittany's current boyfriend, Sam Ashkari, um, brought to light after the documentary. He said he had zero respect for his elder spears. Now it's important for people to understand that I have zero respect for someone trying to control our relationship and constantly throwing obstacles our way, he wrote Tuesday morning, adding a mic drop gif. In my opinion, James is a total D. I won't be going into details because I've always respected our privacy, and at the same time, I didn't come to this country to not be able to express my opinion and freedom, the Iranian actor added. Interesting. Total D, huh? He is a total D. Which, I mean, sounds like he is. So, Well, if he's controlling their relationship, he's protect the dad is protecting yeah, his access yeah. to the money because if the relationship moves to a certain point, he the more than become, likely way that it would be controlled is by her bow. Yeah, her, her bay. He did it again. Yeah, oops. Oops. Yeah, oops goes before, but yeah. Nice try. I have some on the uh, George Bush, Britney Spears conspiracy. Hit us with it. And first off, I'll say this sounds really ridiculous. Those are my favorite. But the timing makes sense. Yeah. So basically, there's there's a theory out there that says that George Bush was paying Britney Spears to do something crazy around parts like the times in his, his administration where he needed the, the uh, focus taken <laughs> off the Bush administration. Yeah. So some of this includes the shaving the head. It's And it's basically every time there was negative headlines for the Bush administration, she would do something weird, as the theory goes, to distract everybody. Hmm. During the famous kiss with Madonna in yeah. 2003, came around the same time that Bush was facing massive back backlash for the uh, the Iraq War. When Britney Spears ma- married Jason Alexander in 2004, Costanza. It was around the same time that Bush's former aide Scooter Libby, great name by the name, by the way. Classic. Was set to stand trial for leaking the name of an undercover CIA agent. Wait, real quick. Does does that guy have a propeller hat? He should, huh? It sounds like he would. Like, that's when you said Scoot, his name's Scooter oh, Libby. Scooter. Yeah. When I heard that, I just imagined, like, uh, a 10-year-old boy with a propeller hat. Yeah. Yeah. So he, this is a great image for me. <laughs> Some suspenders. Yeah. In 2006, when uh, Brittany was caught with driving with her son in her lap. It's around the same time the vice president, Dick Cheney, accidentally shot a man during a hunting trip. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And then in 2007, when Bush's war on terror was taking a negative turn with the resurgence of the Taliban and Al-Qaeda, Spears shaved her head and attacked a Pavarazzi van with an umbrella. Interesting. I think they're coincidences, but yeah. that's a fun no. little. It is interesting. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's one of those conspiracies. You're like, oh, that's kind of enjoyable. Not true, probably, but yeah. it, you know. Look, look, Heather, you've done a great job on this episode, but we need to cut everything you're talking about right now because we just honestly solved it. Right. Yep. George yep. Bush paid Britney Spears, and that's the type of juicy hot gossip our listeners come to this podcast yes. for. And Done. We found it. And we I'm not going to read these quotes. Yeah, <laughs> it's over. After watching the documentary, Amber Tamblin, actress Amber Tamblin, tweeted, 
Framing Britney was a rough watch, much like the Winehouse documentary, only we know how that story ended. I hope Britney is freed of that conservatorship, liberated, as she says in her own words. It is baffling that any judge would continue to uphold it. What's the Winehouse documentary? Is about that Amy the Winehouse? I never watched that one. It was, I think it was about her drug abuse mm-hmm. and eventual uh, death. Basically, again, not getting any help. And yeah. 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 Everybody multiple saw cries it. for help. Everyone's watching the destruction of a person. No one helping. She was yeah. another legend, too. My yeah. God, she got some bangers. Yeah. Gone too soon. Yeah. yeah and, and you could see the- There's the many death. troubled souls. Look at Marilyn Heath, Amy Winehouse, Robin Williams, mm-hmm. Britney well, Spears. But a lot of us, I mean, obviously, Robin Williams, not a lot of us saw that. No, nobody saw but, it. But, you know, these other ones, we're seeing this and we're all getting in the tabloids. We're always talking about Amy Winehouse. You always saw her coming up. Was anyone ever reaching out trying to really help? No. Well, mm-hmm. if you look at Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. and the stuff he went through with his addiction yeah. and the help he got, and then what happened in the end, like, look where he's at now. Every We all thought he was going to die. That's how bad it was. He's king of the world right now. Yeah. And, but, he's a legend. you know, it's a lot of work for him yeah. to get to get past his addiction still. Mm-hmm. But he had help. If you have help when you're in that situation, whether you're famous or not famous, yeah, having somebody to help you makes a difference. And if anything, we should look around after watching or hearing about this documentary on Brittany and pay attention to the people around us that might need help but can't ask. Yeah, And that's where I think it's a great time in the, in the times we are in that we're bringing such light to mental, you know, mental illness and talking about these topics because people need to learn it's not alone that's why you know i talk about my story with having postpartum not to get any sad you know gain from it yeah. but because she's bringing awareness it's common i want friends to know if you're feeling blue after having a baby like it's not your hormones it's not just normal like talk to someone get help because yeah. it it's hard you know anyway comedian fortune Feimster tweeted, I watched the New York Times doc on Britney Spears and it is so messed up that they aren't letting this very successful adult woman be in charge of her own life. She's made it very clear she does not want her dad to be any part of it for finances and life decisions. That should be enough. Mm. Talk show host Tamron Hall said it's an understatement to call the documentary heartbreaking. Miley Cyrus gave a shout out to Spears during her Super Bowl performance saying we love britney other celebrities including andy cohen sarah jessica parker megan mccain and bet midler shared their support by tweeting free britney actress and activist jamila jamil shared a petition for the judge to end the conservatorship which was signed by more than 100,000 people jamil has spoken out against what she calls gaslighting of women in media saying the media often portrays women as annoying and hysterical jamil said on instagram tuesday that her theory applies to spears that's Part, true. Yeah. It's getting better, but there's still a long way to go. Los Angeles attorney Lisa McCarley, who specializes in estate planning, probate law, and conservatorships, has sent a letter to more than 100 attorneys asking them to contact the Los Angeles County Probate Department, especially the probate staff, and request that Judge Penny terminate the conservatorship. In the letter, which McCarley shared with CBS News, she writes that framing Britney Spears gave a subtle but powerful glimpse into the unconstitutional manner in which Miss Spears' conservatorship was originally devolved. She tells her fellow lawyers that we would be complicit in the remarkable violation of Miss Spears' constitutional rights if we watch and do nothing. I, I love that because it does sound unconstitutional. And we're mm-hmm. sitting here, and a lot of people are here talking about how unfair it is that really goes against the the norms or what we expect as Americans. Yeah. You know, 
the pursuit of happiness is is major. And it it I like that they're framing it as a constitutional issue because not only do we need to fix this thing with Britney, but there's other issues out there that are similar that we don't know about or the people aren't famous. Yeah. That we need to fix. Very true. It's funny, like you're reading that and a, a little thing popped up about another child star, Mary Kate Olson. Mm. She talks about how she was already addicted to caffeine at the age of 10. Her mom would make us pancakes and a tiny cup of coffee. So that's, you know, yeah, that's it doesn't weird. seem like a, a big deal, but giving your child caffeine at 10 to be able to act or do whatever to make, you know, that's yeah. really what's next. Cocaine? You well, need yeah. to get through this 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 episode or this interview. Here's some cocaine to get you through. It's not bad. You yeah. know, I mean, not saying her, her mother would have done that, but that is the toxicity of- It's always a progression. Yeah. yeah. And you have to be really careful. And and you do see famous or good examples of child stars coming out mm -hmm. with their parents that are really strong in a healthy way, supporting their children. Yeah. And that's what we need to focus on more. And as fans of people, we need to call out when somebody's making a, an entertainment star's life toxic, Yeah, especially when they're children, because they have no control over anything there. We yeah. should not accept that. And we should not help perpetuate that industry if they're going to do that yeah and there was always like there's people over the years that have come out against this and then they, they've either been mocked or teased or whatever online like what's that dude that leave britney alone what's what's his name i can't cutie pie no it was uh i know who you're i know who you're talking yeah. about he, he was super popular early 2000s yeah like when youtube first started yeah. getting it big he was one of the first youtube stars yeah but when he made that video what happened like yeah, they, it was just made a joke. Yeah, Everyone they shut them like, down. It's mm -hmm. like, this yeah. is our dirty little secret in the entertainment industry. Yeah. We need you to shut up. Yeah, so it's like people. every time someone's come up and talked about it, they've been shut down. And this this isn't a, a new dirty little secret. If you look through the no. history of yeah. Hollywood and even before Hollywood, other entertainment you know, industries around the world, you see stuff like this where the entertainers are controlled. Yeah. You know, and that's the whole boy band setup. Oh, and Kesha, like you listen to her. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and what happened with her? Yeah, it's yeah. like it's, it's. I mean, that that even started. I didn't even hear about that until right the, the night before your wedding, Scott. Your really? wife and I were just listening to old jams that we used to like, and you know, I we put Kesha on, and I go, "Whatever happened to Kesha? Where'd she go? She's kind of fell face of the earth." And China's like, uh, uh, "You didn't yeah. know," and I'm like, "Why?" And she tells me, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh! Like, how has this been going on? I didn't know anything about that." And yeah, crazy, nuts. It baffles me. Um, another interesting quote over here. Oh, it's from Felicia Collada, Britney's former assistant and who chaperoned her for those years. So like many others, Collada expressed those bafflement in the situation of Britney's conservatorship, admitting that, quote, she doesn't understand it, specifically for somebody Britney's age and somebody capable of so much that she knows firsthand she's capable of. She quotes again, I will say the one reason I agreed to do the interview was to remind people of why we fell in love with her in the first place. Yeah. So, and we'll that's someone I, that you can tell, I feel like, when you watch her in the documentary, she was someone that was more of a family member to Brittany than her own mother and father. I mean, she took a gig. She told her mom, I'll do this for, I think it was like. It's a few months. A few right? months, like, like yeah. three months. That's it. And then she ended up following Brittany through, you know, well into 2007, I think. So yeah. pretty much the downfall. So she knew her from a young age and through everything. And she always said she was, you know, great. She loved her job. She had a spirit for it. So I don't, you know. You get attached too, mm -hmm. and seeing someone that you care about dragged through the mud the way she was, like it's understandable. And good honor for speaking out too. 
And then uh, just another little juicy, interesting thing. I don't know if you know, a lot of you guys uh, watch Black Mirror, the season five episode featuring Miley Cyrus. And I a still lot of people, I, I have not. never seen it yet either. I, haven't seen I that talked one to my brother in law about it actually. He watched it and he said, Yeah, after you know, hearing about the Britney thing, watching that, he's like, I think 100% this was Miley's first reach, you know, at trying to put something out there, not to name names and shed light onto the situation. But he said it was the exact same thing. It was a girl that was being dosed by her family member. And did, did Miley write it or direct it or was she just um, acting in it? She acted in it. I don't think okay. she, I don't know if she wrote it or directed it. Well, I would think the writers or the directors, the people putting the show together would be, that's a brilliant pick. Well, and Black Mirror is kind of, I feel like, works off a lot of conspiracies and things yeah. you're worried about. And and you know Miley can handle it because she is a good actress and yeah. a great yeah. singer. Well, especially if she's a as close to a friend as we you know are led to believe. Yeah. yeah. She's probably firsthand getting and it. And she's a down-to-earth person, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to hate her, to be honest with you. I couldn't oh, yeah. stand Miley Cyrus. And then I forced myself to watch her interview with Rogan just because I hated her. I was like, I need to understand if there's a reason I don't like this woman or if it's just that... I think she's a pop star and I can't stand pop stars. So I, I watched that and I was like, damn, she actually seems pretty, pretty damn cool. I, I liked her, especially when she left her child image yeah. and the way she handled it. It reminded me so much of like she learned from Madonna. She and that did. was a brilliant way yeah. to transition into a new career. I think the first big movement when it, well, got everyone was when she was like grabbing her crotch, yeah. standing up and being like a powerful woman. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, it, how it, do we handle see, this? See, that, that was a weird face for me. I it like, is oh. weird. I don't find it very classy. Um, but you know. I mean, you, do whatever you, you want. girl. <laughs> like, don't put well, it's it all entertainment. works for you. Yeah. yeah. I myself don't find it very tasteful, but you know, whatever. Yeah. But she's mellowed out since then. Yeah, and she has. And that's the thing. I think, you know, she was young. Who doesn't look back on their younger years and cringe just the tad. There's a reason I don't look back on my younger years, and it's for that reason alone. I probably cringe. I was just having this conversation uh, yesterday with someone. I was like, gosh, it's kind of, wish I didn't put so many pictures on Facebook in my young days. (laughs) When those come up on memories, sometimes it's always. No, it's just an interesting story. I think, uh, you know, like I said, I just want to give the rundown kind of a little history lesson on Britney's life in here, but I just didn't feel like it was fair just to open up with a conservatorship without kind of pointing. I feel like a lot of what built up to needing that was just negative yeah. media. I don't feel like Britney's not coherent. I don't think she can't make decisions for herself. And like I said, maybe if she's asking for having a conservator, that's fine. Just not having her dad in that position. Well, and Because thing- I don't believe Jamie Spears in any way is looking out for her best interest. No. I would want to say that we should give Britney Spears a lot of credit for still being functional, you know, and being alive at this point with all of the trauma she's gone through. Yeah. That was not necessarily her fault. You know, I'm sure she made some bad decisions here or there, but the fact that she's still a mom, she's still trying mm-hmm. to to live her life still trying to work through some of these problems that shouldn't be there anymore. Yeah. She should get credit for for battling to the point she's at now. And hopefully at some point we can update this story with a happy ending. Yeah. Well, I've been dead set for years that I want to go see Britney in Vegas. So I was pretty bummed out. Um, I hope, you know, she can get her life back together, maybe get back into a yeah. into having a residency, put out some good music, you know. Well, maybe once this is fast. Yeah, beat this. I'm hoping, you know, this documentary leads light to her kind of getting her life back in her control and uh, just see her do something good out of this. I'm going to make a prediction a year or two from now. We get the comeback album. Yeah, that would be. Well, there you go. Because 
she's smart enough and the record companies are smart enough to know now's the time to put something together. Yeah. Now, they- now's the time to sing about the stuff you've gone through. Now's the time to bring the Britney everybody loves yeah. to the stage again. And if and maybe some of the reasons she hasn't is because she doesn't either if she is drugged or she doesn't want to help her her father out. Yeah. She doesn't want to make her father money. That would be a smart move. And that mm-hmm. seems more likely. Yeah. yeah. And what I do love about Britney and her fans and following is even amidst all the bad media, she still had quite a following of people clearly to start at Instagram, you know, to I mean, her, you know, podcasts over her Instagram and everything. She had people that had been following along, loving her still through the way you watch the documentary or seeing fans that were gathering for the rally around there. And they're just saying, you know, Brittany pushed me to come out because I felt comfortable because of her music. Like, that's the kind of people like that's cool that she put out her music and did that for people like yeah. that. She's an outlet for those kind of people. And so that's where you're watching this and you're like. It is. It just tugs at your heartstrings. It's heartbreaking because yeah. you're like, wow, there's this girl that, you know, came out of Mississippi, small town girl, made it big, just completely got torn apart, picked apart, and now has her dad kind of doing this, you know, you just feel heartbroken and not right. Like the no party can watch this documentary and feel at peace after watching it. Yeah. yeah. I would say she changed, especially for female musicians and entertainers, the way they view control of their life. To, mm-hmm. to the point where maybe the reason Taylor Swift has so much control over her music is from seeing people like yeah. Britney basically become could, a product. Yeah, I could see that for sure. All, you know, or, and hopefully that's one of the positives is she changed the music industry by people watching her kind of be taken. Well, I also yeah. think, like I said earlier, um, I think more and more celebrities having open, you know, Instagram accounts and, you know, Snapchat and Twitter and seeing those glimpses has kind of helped kill off some of the paparazzi swarm like they were. And like they said in the documentary, even seeing Britney's own personal Instagram, that's the only time where Britney got to really show her life on what she wanted. It was always the media portraying what they wanted. She's a bad mom. Now you see her just dancing in videos with their kids in the kitchen, just looking like a normal everybody else. You know, there's Britney in sweatpants, just dancing along having fun you know so i think it's nice that we're in this position now for social media and that aspect of kind of taking away from people being chased around by the paparazzi seeing their everyday normal people and yeah you know at the end of it like let her live her life and so yeah to to kind of close this out a bit uh one thing we didn't mention was some of the conspiracies going on with the instagram images themselves there's been a couple of really like hot button ones where you know, the the comments or whatever the person being like, if you're being held hostage or whatever, wear yellow in your next video and her next video, she's wearing a yellow shirt. Like, you know, like stuff like that. I'm like, damn, is there something to this? Is she letting us know, hey, I'm definitely being held hostage? Well, then yeah. I felt interesting after um, when everyone came out with the podcast, all this media two days later, she's saying, I'm fine, guys. Everything's OK. Yeah. Uh, rule number one, when a girl tells you she's fine, she ain't fine. Yeah. Plain and simple. And then there was any a, a conspiracy along with that when um she posted after canceling the residency because of her dad's health. Yeah. Um, she went dark for two months for someone that was posting every day. And that's when these girls were like, Where is Brittany? What is going on? And yeah. that's when this r- buildup really happens. And then um they start, you know, putting stuff out there about, you know, are you being held? You know, what's going on? And she comes out with this post and says, sometimes you just need to take a break and a smiley face, not like an emoji smiley where she typed it out and 
they were saying, if you look at Britney's post, she always used emojis. She would never use a smiley. So yeah. people believe it. Jamie put that out there saying she's fine. Everything's good. Yeah. Kind of get off our backs. I, I would and, hop on that one, but also I've been the person that uses emojis all the time, and sometimes I'll just type a smiley. Well, yeah, and that's where I just sake. thought that was in a little, another juicy tidbit, you know? Yeah. It could be coincidence she's wearing that yellow shirt, but yeah. with these things lining up or the, making these subtle, like, I need help, yeah, found I think very interesting. The, the real stretch is the one that, you know, her eyelashes spell out, send help or something like that in one of the... Like, <laughs> there's people that are like, look real close at her eyelashes. It spells out, send help. I'm like, damn, if... If she got that kind of glue and like really went to town on her eyelashes to just subtly put the word send help. I can't even put a fake eyelash on, let alone make a hidden message in there. But that that one I found funny. But yeah, there's there's a bunch of fun stuff on that. Like people have come up, drawn all kinds of conclusions just based on the Instagram account alone. So I thought it'd be good to know if you want to get in a black hole, go look up her Instagram. Yeah, I followed right after and. We, quickly we, lost we will, like an hour of my life yeah. watching Britney videos. Yeah. If you uh, make a discovery that we haven't talked about, let us know. Yeah, and, and put we it in will. the comments. Yeah. We want to see back. Yeah. So uh yeah, so that that about wraps up the uh the free Britney. Um you know, hit us up on social media at Freaky Deaky Pod or the Freaky Deaky Podcast on Facebook. Uh if you got a experience or you got some theories or whatever of your own regarding this topic. Go ahead and shoot them over to us. Email or you know social media DMs. The email is thegang at thefreakydeaky.com. And you can also go to thefreakydeaky.com, leave a voicemail. There's the numbers on the website, all that fun stuff. Got merch, all the works. Um, that's about it. So so thanks for for coming. Yeah. And actually, one last thing. I do this all the time. But leave uh if you're enjoying the show just take a second to leave a review like apple podcasts or whatever that's really the only way to get around these algorithms is to have physical reviews of people typing their thoughts and all that and i know it's kind of a pain in the ass nobody wants to do that myself included it is kind of uh, a task but you know if you care about the show if you want to help us grow a little bit just just go check it out take a couple minutes just say hey enjoy the show or hey this is garbage definitely not listen to this whatever you're feeling hopefully not the second one uh thanks for tuning in never mind i had a moment i was gonna add in there but i'll do that another episode what were you gonna add i was just gonna say i wanted to say it's been a rough month for our gang dealing with everything yeah but just looking on the socials have we've had a lot of people yeah write out make comments in this few weeks and just kind of boost our spirits like we like hearing from you guys keep coming yeah and uh makes our day Yes, it does. It really does. So keep doing what you guys are doing. We're trying the best we can. Yeah. <laughs>
It's Brittany, bitch.